Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, the minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure it out. We are doing a short little series here on common lies Christians believe. And we've looked at some uh, funny ones. Uh, for example, for me, the angels getting their wings is a, is a funny one. Just seems wildly uh Inaccurate and just it didn't just it is wildly it is wildly inaccurate. To to last week we talked about God just wants me to be happy, which is sort of true, sort of, sort of, but not in the way that the world defines it. In that, what we need to do is let God define that, and in our pursuit of Him, we we do. And and my favorite term uh, brought out by uh, John Piper is Christian hedonism. Like we pursue our happiness through pursuing Him. And uh, the world says pursue your happiness at all costs. So uh, those have been some of the lies. I think this is the fourth week uh, we've been doing this. So, uh, Jake, what is the lie we're looking yeah, at drum roll, please. Today. today, the lie is I could never forgive that person. Mm. And I think everyone, when I said that person, had someone pop up in their head. Maybe. Like mm. this idea that I'm, they did something so egregious to me, so wrong to me. There's nothing in this world that could change that would be forgive that person. Mm. That's pretty heavy. And I want to say right off the bat that uh, there are terrible things that have been done to people. Yes. In our world. Like there are real offenses that have uh, my least favorite word at all right now I'm going to use is trauma that have traumatized people deeply that have changed the trajectory of people's lives in what other people have done to them. Other people's sin affects us deeply. Especially when that sin is committed against us. Uh, I think, you know, we're chasing down that word trauma. Uh, There's a lot of definitions right now. That's why Caleb was like, you know, Mm. he hates it because he wants it defined well. Um, And it it just feels like it's overused. Like, Hey, somebody's cat died. That's a lot of trauma. No, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, some of the more evil sins in the world, you know, because I think there are levels of sins that God sees <laughs> sin equally in that all sin sends us to hell, but there are sins that are worse than others, yes. murder and rape and all of these things. Um, yeah, we're, we're all going to agree that rape and murder are worse than, you know, me smacking Caleb in the back of the head here in a couple minutes. You that's know I mean? And that's kind of a hot take for Christian circles. Kind of. Shouldn't well, be. <laughs> yeah. I, but. I, yeah. Uh, that that there are sins judged differently. Oh, uh, just look. I mean, we're, 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 I'm reading through Genesis right now, um, mm. and we just read through the part where Sodom and Gomorrah get uh, destroyed, <laughs> and the given reason is because of the great sins in which they were enacting. And we saw a ton of different sins in there. Uh, well, yeah, it's super gross. Yeah, just it's stuff that's not PG <laughs> at all. Um, but the way that they're treated, and almost all of those that are are held in the highest evil or against mm. people sinning against people, you know, um, child sacrifice in the old Testament was mm-hmm. a huge thing that God was like, no, this is not going to happen. We're going to remove people from the earth. If this continues to happen. So G- going a little bit further, uh, when God destroyed the world, mm-hmm. it was because of violence, mm-hmm. human taking human life. Yeah. Uh, I, so this is a side topic a little bit. Uh, uh Shane Allen, 
turn me on to this concept, and, and I, I actually really like it. Why did the dinosaurs disappear? Because humans hunted them. <laughs> I think it was God's mercy taking away animals that were capable of such great violence. Okay. I think something changed post post flood. Uh, and, and I think the, the remaining dinosaurs, humans did hunt them out. Yeah. But I think God in his mercy said, you know what? I have created this being that is capable of such tremendous violence. Maybe it's because I was watching uh, Jurassic Park and Jurassic Worlds <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but I've always wondered, like, oh, why did God allow these majestic creatures? Well, then you see when they turn, right? Like at the beginning yes. of every movie, they're just beautiful and awesome. And, and they, you see the Brontosauruses and the Triceratops and the Stegosauruses. And then Bring in the, raptors. the predators come out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they can destroy civilizations, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe God in his mercy said, because of their capacity for such great violence, I'm going to remove them from the earth. So we're recognizing this idea. You're, you're going to transition out of it of this violent, like this is real, mm -hmm. and we yes. don't want to downplay the sins that have been committed that maybe you've committed to other people or have been committed against mm -hmm. you, or the sins that you committed against God. But this is a lie that you can't forgive someone. You can't forgive someone. Yes. So, it's even in the well, I guess uh, right away we have to recognize. You pointed this out. You can't, but what does the Bible tell us? It's a command. It's a, yeah. So you're saying you cannot obey something God has commanded you to do. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a choice. So that means it must be possible. That means either God is a liar or you're a liar. Mm -hmm. So let's just be very, very clear about that right off the bat. <laughs> when you say that, you are saying God, your word who you are and your word are lying. Okay. Now from there, where do we go? Yeah. So this, uh, you have this great illustration of what walking around in day-to-day -day life, not forgiving someone actually does to you. Uh, there's been a couple that this has been said, like forgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting it to kill the person you're mad at. I love not, that excuse so me, much. not forgiving someone is like yeah. drinking poison, expecting the poison to kill them. So oh, someone commits a real offense against you, mm -hmm. right? They really did hurt you. There's a real thing that happened. There's a real event or real, something actually happened. And then you take poison. <laughs> yes. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. I, forgiveness isn't easy. No. Uh, but it's necessary. Tell us why. Yeah. So this is um, the, the way I like to think about it. Forgiveness is like you, you, have something happened a rock was created on purpose or on accident like sometimes we sometimes people just accidentally hurt other people right where uh the phrase a bull in the china shop mm -hmm. right like sometimes things get broken on accident sometimes relationship or sometimes hurt gets caused on accident some of the worst hurt though is caused on purpose someone did something they created this huge rock and forgiveness is you see that rock. So that person threw that rock at that you. That person threw that rock at you. You got hit. You got hurt by that rock. And forgiveness means taking it and setting it down. There's a popular phrase, oh, just forgive and forget. I'll just forget about it. Mm -hmm. That's not possible. There's still a rock there. 
And oftentimes... There's a scar. There's a scar there. I guess uh, maybe a, a don't be an idiot story to lead into this. Um, my wife and I got in a fight the other, the other day. Um, and uh, I got hurt. Um, she nearly immediately apologized for it, but I was hurt. And then I had to go uh, lead a young adult conference thing. And I was hurt. And I was like, oh, I've got this rock now. Mm-hmm. And I was holding on to it. And, and I was loving it because <laughs> I have this rock. Nurturing it. Yes. Rocking it. Uh, and God came to me and was like, so, so I, I have to go to this, this conference. I, I referenced it last week too, Passion. So it's all about worshiping God and exalting God. And uh, I didn't, didn't drop the rock the first night. It was about halfway through the second day when God just kind of looks at me and is like, so what's the long-term plan here, Caleb? <laughs> Because here's what's happening is, is a lot of us walk around and, and we're like, I won't forgive them. And what you're doing is you're just collecting rocks. And, and I, <laughs> I had gotten this rock from my wife. She threw it at me and it hurt. And, and I was just holding on to it. And it was becoming my pet rock. And I was like, yeah, here, here's Rocky. But why are you holding on to it? Because I'm going to use it against you. That's exactly right. Because you're waiting I, for I'm, the opportunity. I'm waiting for the opportunity when I can throw that rock right back at her. And what forgiveness means is setting it down and not picking it up again. Because the second you picked it up again, you meant you did not forgive them. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness does not change the existence of the rock. That's the forgetting part. That's just so absurd to me. Forgiveness never means forgetting. Yeah. It, it does mean I see it. It's still there. There's still that hurt there. The, the, ex, the, you can't change the past, but forgiveness means I won't use it against you ever again. I think that's key there. Like, because I think what happens and let's just to keep, continue this marriage thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I yeah. forgive you for this, whatever that may or may not be. Mm-hmm. But if 10 years down the road, you're bringing that back up, then there was never mm-hmm. forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, uh, it doesn't mean that like you're not putting guardrails in your life. It doesn't mean that you're not trying to work through that and that you remember that and it's something, but it, you're not using that as a weapon. Yeah. 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 years, whatever it's going to be right. down the road. And, and w- the way you, the only way you've been able to remember it for 10 years is because you've been carrying it with you. You never actually set it down. Mm-hmm. And uh, because life flows on. And, and while that rock uh, is going to be there, you might be able to move away from it as time goes on. And it's not just sitting there ready for you to take up again and ready for you, you, you to use against your spouse, your kids, your, uh, a family member, a friend, whoever it is. It's, it's making me think too that like forgiveness, I think, has a lot of, we don't want to do it because we think that it's, you know, someone's going to get away with something. Hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, there's a lot of things that forgiveness is not. Like Caleb just said, forgiveness is not like remembering where the rock is and going back to it so I can find it. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is not, also not like, you don't have to be friends with the person that hurt you. Yeah, now you Caleb may- does in this in his story. Yeah, he needs to go back to wife. his marriage and repair right. that. Yeah. But there's a lot of times when someone will hurt you and it's okay to create a boundary. Like, hey, I've forgiven you. I'm not picking mm-hmm. this rock up to go against you, but I'm not going to ever give you another opportunity to throw a rock at me. Yeah, if somebody keeps throwing rocks at you, <laughs> you don't have to hang out with them. You can, you can build a wall. That's okay. 
you can say that, no, there's going to be some healthy boundaries here because you haven't learned to stop throwing rocks. But the weight that you put on yourself carrying around all these rocks, because it's never just one. If you create this or you keep on that rock, you're going to keep all the rocks mm. next time too. Yeah. Uh, and this hurts you. I, I remember being in ministry a while uh, and just having a run in with someone that really said some really harsh things, you know what I mean, uh, that I think weren't, weren't true. Uh, they kind of came after me pretty hard. And then I remember they threw a rock at you. They threw a rock at me. Uh, and then the next week, um, that person was still, you know, within our community. And I remember thinking like, man, that person's going to be at this football game that I was going to. And I was like, I'm not going hmm. because I'm going to see them there and I'm mad and I'm not forgiving them. And then I remember during the football game thinking like, how stupid, <laughs> what an idiot. You know what I mean? Like I was at home. I was at home. Like I was literally not doing my job. Like it's part of my job to go into the community and do these things because I was holding on to something that wasn't mine to hold on to. Mm. Now it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean that I have to go and give him a hug and what, whatever. <clears throat> it just means that forgiveness looks like this. I, I'm setting this down mm. and I'm going to walk away from this. Mm. You know, there's famous, oh, it seems like always famous. Like I just tried to look it up on my phone and there's 10 versions of this. You ever seen the ones where the moms are standing in front of the killers of their kids in courtrooms and forgiving them. And it always seems so impossible. Yeah. They're always Christian. Every time. Every time. It's uh, this mass shooting at a church that took place uh, in this house somewhere. I'm not going to get it right, but they said, we we forgive you. The church, yeah. as families were torn apart, and you can't hear stories like that and and not be moved. So how does a person get to the point where they can look their child's killer in the eye and forgive them. I think you have to have a good understanding and relationship with God. Here's why. The Bible tells, because really what's happening when we're not forgiving someone, we're saying, I'm going to take justice into my own hands. Mm. The Bible tells us, the Lord literally speaks and says, justice is mine. Not yours. Not yours. You know I mean? It doesn't mean that God can't use you to be a justice bringer, but it's saying like, hey, your personal justice, like I'm going to go right this wrong and not trust the creator of the universe. And we start to realize that forgiveness is a lot, you know, if Caleb throws a rock at me and I forgive him and I don't pick up the rock, it's way more about me than it is about him. Mm. Like in that moment, I'm not going to carry around that weight. And I'm in then because chances are me seeking my own justice, I'm going to create more sin and throw mm. that rock back at him. And I'm going to create a cycle mm. of, of brokenness. Oh, what is that famous? The Hatfield Hatfield and McCoy. Is that what you thought of? The two <laughs> yeah. famous families that just killed each other for generations. Generations of just violence, perpetuating violence, perpetu which is... Honestly, most wars through human history, uh, up until recently, it's uh, the Eng the well, the English and French French Hundred Years War. <laughs> it just how long did that war, war last? A hundred years. A <laughs> hundred years of just <laughs> like one battle. Oh, we got to get him back because they came and get us. Oh, we got to go get him back. And both sides kept saying the same thing over and over and that over. That would have been three generations of people then, at least. And how many countless, I, I don't know, I don't know that much about the Hundred Years War, except for that it lasted a freaking hundred years because they just kept going after each other for perceived slights. And that's what, that's what vengeance or human justice yep. looks like. Uh, you, you mentioned knowing, so in that context, the, the God is the ultimate judge, not you. God is the one who will bring justice, not you. But then the other side, in, in the, the personal confrontation, understanding, um, uh, Jesus tells a parable 
about a man who uh, has this massive debt. And he comes to the master and he has this massive debt, unpayable. And, And the master says, hey, it's time for you to pay up. And the guy falls on his knees and, and there's not a chance in the world. It's, it's this huge number he throws out there that everybody would recognize. No, this dude, there's not a hundred lifetimes where he could repay this debt. And he, he begs his master, please forgive me. I, I cannot do this. And so the master does. He forgives him this massive debt against him. And then the story, Jesus is telling this, and, and then the, the servant that was forgiven much walks out. And there's another servant that, that owes him money. That owes the servant that was that forgiven money. That owes the first servant money, the servant that was forgiven by his master. And so the servant that was forgiven by, uh, forgiven from, by the master grabs the second servant and says, give me what you owe me, and demands that he repay him in that moment. And in that time, when you couldn't repay, you actually went to debtor's prison until your family could, uh, could earn and pay off what you owed. So you have to sit in prison while, while uh, they earn the money back. And if they can't, then they get sold into slavery to pay off the debt. And Jesus says, telling this story, uh, it's like a day's wage. So not, not an insignificant amount. That's a, a decent amount to borrow. But in comparison to... What the, the first servant, the, the servant that was forgiven much, he had lifetimes worth of debt. I love what you're teeing up here. <laughs> so, this is so good. <laughs> and Jesus, then, so some of the other servants all observe this going on, how the first servant did this to another servant. And they go and tell the master. And so the master calls in the first servant who he forgave and said, what are you doing, bro? Like, What? wicked servant is I think what he said. Yes, because that's evil to hold somebody else accountable after you had been forgiven so much. And Jesus says, that's what we're called to do. See, we're called to understand our own sin, our own depravity as having this unimaginably huge debt to Jesus Christ, to God the Father. We were in debt beyond our own wildest dreams beyond anything we could ever hope to repay. And God sent his son, Jesus and says, you are now forgiven. Go and do likewise. Go. That's I think the key part, like go do it. This is the commit. This is how you get the individual motivation to forgive. I can't possibly forgive. Then you don't understand what you have been forgiven. You don't understand how you have violated a holy God. Sorry, this is getting a little preachy here. I'm getting fired up because forgiveness streams. First, recognizing that God is the ultimate judge. (laughs) Justice is his. He's got it. So that gives you incredible confidence to walk away. But the second reason is then you understand how deeply you have been one who needed forgiveness. What else? All these offenses that are committed, and some of them are evil and heinous. But in light of what God has forgiven you and what God did to, to forgive you, he took the cost on himself. So you are called to go and do the same thing. In fact, some of the greatest uh, murders in Christian history, as I'm thinking about it, 
they're ones who deeply understood this and they were able to forgive people some of the, the most evil things that were committed against them. And they were able to look at their, their persecutors, people that were uh, physically hurting them, torturing them, and say, I forgive you. You know, that pops up to me is Corey Ten Boom, mm-hmm. uh, who was in uh, Nazi Germany and was in a concentration camp where her sister dies. Mm-hmm. And then later after, she's at a church in Germany speaking on it and speaking on forgiveness. And then at the end of the service, a literally one of the guards that she interacted with, he didn't realize because, you know, uh, there were a lot less guards than prisoners there, comes up. And in the book describes it, he says, like, hey, Fraulein, I love that you're talking about how deep and vast, like the oceans, God's forgiveness is and that we can mm-hmm. forgive each other. And then she realized, I just preached on this. Now I have to actually do it. And that's what Caleb's saying. Like, you're living your life and claiming Jesus's forgiveness in your life. How dare we walk around and not forgive? Now, not much worse things could happen to someone. No. You go through a concentration camp and watch your family die. Like there'd be sometimes people were like, I wish I would have died in the camp mm-hmm. because my fam- my whole family died there. And she had to live that out mm-hmm. right in front of that guard who was a perpetrator of all of the sin in her life. Like not all, I mean a huge yeah. amount of the, the trauma. All of the, the <laughs> yeah. genuine rocks she had. Yeah. And she had to lay them down at that guy's feet. And she could have bludgeoned him to death rightfully with those rocks. And we would all have been like, yep. Yep. You that would have been justice. You know, this is the deep side of this because I think when we think about I could never forgive this person, mm-hmm. we're thinking about these hard, evil, big sins. But also, yeah. think, think about marriages or your closest relationships. Any good relationship you have, it just lives based on forgiveness to forgiveness for forgiveness. It is this constant cycle mm-hmm. of wronging each other and forgiving each other. That's why I love it. That God, again, most of the times I feel like God has spoken to me. It's been like, pretty obvious stuff <laughs> like hey i love you or hey don't be an idiot and the the coming to me with when i had this rock that i was holding like what's the long-term plan here i remember like that that's was god's voice in my head like w- yeah w- what do you do it like you love your wife you're called to love her sacrificially you're carrying it just so you can hurt her again get back at her this is me just it, even if I can give her the poison, going with the uh, switching the illustration yeah. there, even if I can, then my wife is dead. Yeah. Like Just, this woman I'm called to love sacrificially and, <laughs> and to serve and yeah, to protect. <laughs> and I'm going to be the one who's throwing rocks. Yeah. Mean, like, <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, <laughs> that, that's why the, what's the long term plan here? Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> like, guys, and because, like Jake was saying, there's some offenses. But most often, we're busy carrying on petty things. It's pebbles we're walking around with our pocket yes, and not and rocks. We, yeah. we think we're rolling a boulder around. It, like, okay, the scheme of life, it's not Nazi Germany. M- most of us get uh, <laughs> the, the derogatory term is snowflakes, easily offended. By the, uh, like, this is just as true in the church. We get yeah. offended about the stupidest stuff. And Christian's like, stop it. Like, it's okay. Quit carrying around a pebble thinking you're carrying a mountain. Yes. And just set it down. It's okay. There's another side here about, I can never forgive that person. Uh, and there's there's another dangerous side to this that I think people fall into is like where they're not willing to forgive themselves. I, I found this in the church and I found this in Christians too, especially when I'm talking to people and they're broken about something and they're looking for counseling. 
And they're like, I can't forgive myself because of what I've done. Man, it's so dangerous. They, they can't. They can't turn to God. They can't make real relationships. I, I see this so often. And in fact, one of my favorite uh, fantasy books that we've talked about before, there's um, these oaths that you say um, to to gain more power. It's a, it's a fantasy world, right? And uh, one of the oaths that, that they have to say to, to gain more power is, uh, I will protect those I hate as long as it is right. And uh, it's a huge thing. And it's this idea of, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to not necessarily forgive. That's not the, yeah. the heart there. But one of the guys has a terrible time with this one. Because I will protect the one I hate. And for him, even if the one I hate the most is myself. Mm. And so many of us are walking around saying, I can't forgive myself. I hate, I cannot forgive that person for what they've done. And sometimes we have it as ourselves. I can't forgive myself. And just taking a step back and, and this isn't the right emotional answer, but think about the absurdity of what you're saying. This is the intellectual answer to that person. You're saying you have a greater sense of justice than God. I can't forgive myself. God says over you, you are forgiven. You are healed. You are whole. And you're saying, no, 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 no. What I've done, I am a better judge of what I've done than you are. Oh, well, if you follow this story, you got to be like, oh, well, that's wrong. Yeah. Just thinking about the Jesus story when he's with a woman who's caught in adultery. Mm. Yeah. we all know what, what's going on here and picks her up on her feet and says, Hey, your sins are forgiven. But what's then he say after that? Yeah, this is, yeah. We don't ever talk. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. So this is like, Hey, I have forgiven you. So if you're in a place where you're like, I can't forgive myself. What, what really you're saying is like, you're almost, you're giving yourself an out too to just mm-hmm. dive further into the sin. There's mm-hmm. another the kind of dark side of this where you need mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, like not only is God forgiving me of this, but I'm going to try to walk in the holiness that God is trying to create in me. Mm. then you're going to find some of that forgiveness Mm. yeah so so i'm I'm trying to think of what maybe the right emotional answer is to somebody in that place um because the 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 intellectual answer is is an easy one but what would you if you had to say like you're you're confronted with somebody that's and and they need the emotional answer they i would i would tell them my story (laughs) there's plenty of just gross sin mm. like because the, the truth behind it is like we didn't mean we need to you know start comparing the size of our sins or anything <laughs> like that but it's like like hey god's big enough to forgive me mm. and i tell them others like there's big enough to forgive that mm. like big enough to forgive you too mm. um because oftentimes what happens is our sin isolates us and it makes us think that we're the worst person in the world mm-hmm. we're all walking around this church thinking like no one's it's so funny you know it, you know we said from the stage from caleb and joe before like no one's walking around here looking and like, oh, I can't believe they showed up. They're all dealing with their own crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, They'll be like, I can't believe I showed up here. But I the, don't belong here. 
the greatest, like one of the greatest, you know, things the enemy does against us is he isolates us mm-hmm. and makes us feel by it. And that's really what's going on there. I can't forgive myself. Well, you feel like you're unforgivable because you're alone in a way. But if you start hanging out with forgiven and redeemed people, you're going to realize, oh, <laughs> these are all dirtbags too. <laughs> Joe says it in a much more pastorally well, way. way. Yeah, he's always like, we're, you know, we're just lost and hurt people inviting other lot. I'm getting yeah. it wrong still. You know, we're the lost and broken people, uh, hurt people. Yeah. Just trying to bring in other hurt and lost people. Like yeah. just trying to, it's, oh, it's one beggar telling another beggar where to find the food. Mm. That's all this is. Yeah. So, and that's at the, that's a heart, at the heart of it. And so if this is your struggle, if your struggle is I can't forgive myself, I, I, I love that answer. And, and it, for you, if you have a friend like that, tell them your story. Remind them that, hey, we're all broken beyond our own ability to heal. And and go back to, so I would say, go back to the gospel too. Like that's the whole point is that we can't forgive ourselves. We need him. And th- all of this is meant to remind us that we don't have what it takes. God forgave David. Who, oh, who <laughs> murdered a guy's wife and then stole the wife after he slept with her. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's worse. One of the favorite uh, skits I've seen is uh, they're going through and they're asking different different people to volunteer in church. And it kind of shows their thought process and like, oh, I can't, I can't go serve in church. Like, I've got all these issues. And so what it does is uh, it goes and starts interviewing Bible characters. Like, hey, we need you to work in the in the hey, children's Noah. church. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Hey, David. Uh, yeah. like, uh, uh, <laughs> hey, Saul. Yeah, Saul. Uh, uh, Moses. Hey, do you ever do you ever strike inanimate objects that you're not supposed to strike? Do you have a problem hitting things? Yeah, have you ever murdered someone and <laughs> then you? ran away from it? <laughs> Do you lie about who your wife is and call her your sister? Yes. Yeah. Abraham and Isaac. And do you have you cast any of your siblings into a pit and then sold them into slavery? And no. Oh. You, oh. Okay. Yeah. You're hired. Like. Just, the bar's the, not real high. Is what you're saying. That, that, because we're all dependent on Jesus Christ. Like that's. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's so so good. I'm sitting here thinking just practically. About like mm-hmm. what it looks like to move forward. Wait, you're thinking, yeah. Of the practice, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> practical Jake is messing with nerd Caleb over here. Uh, I'm just like I'm sitting here thinking like, what does it look like to to move forward in mm-hmm. this for someone who needs to forgive someone? You you need to lay down the rock. Yeah, and, and you need to realize you're not laying down the rock, and you're not letting them off the hook necessarily. You're letting yeah. you off the hook. Yes. And then the other side of this is. Like you need to be so if you're someone who forgives, you also need to be someone who apologizes and asks for forgiveness. Uh, that's good. There's a lot of us walking around and people are got rocks behind us. <laughs> They're ready to throw. If, yeah. We've left a, a, a trail of a rocks trail that of we've thrown. Rocks. You need to turn around and go ask for some forgiveness. Mm. And the easiest way to do this is start with small things. Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's been ten times where I've walked into Caleb's office and be like, Hey man, I shouldn't have said this and he's like, I think I was my headphones are in, bro. I didn't even know what you said to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but I want it to be a relationship of like, I'm going to be quick to ask for forgiveness. Yes. And Caleb's talking about with his wife. Like he said, a- Andy almost immediately asked for forgiveness. Yeah. Said, sorry. You know what I mean? And just a, a little aside there. Don't say you forgive them. If you're not willing to drop the rock, it might take a little time. It, I, it, obviously <laughs> in my, it was, it was stupid because she was asking for a forgiveness, but I wasn't ready at the time. That's okay. Yeah. It, it's okay to take. Now, 
realize the idiocy there. Like looking back, I'm like, well, what's the long term plan here, yes. right? Like at some point, uh, a day and a half or two days, whatever it was, that, that was enough time for me. You could have well, also asked, how fast do I want her to forgive me? Yes, these? But there's a million <laughs> different ways you could go. So, but but no, like pray, pray, ask God retell yourself the story of scripture go back in and start singing worship songs remind yourself of everything you've been forgiven uh, will we'll then prepare your heart to be uh-huh. able to forgive and and if you're not there yet go start praying reading your bible getting to church singing worship songs reminding yourself of that and then you'll be much quicker to be able to forgive yeah uh, i'm just in remembering like it's not a choice it's a it's commandment. not a choice so obedience is obedience even if you don't feel like you want to obey? It's still you have to obey. Mm. That's what and like. if and if the one you're struggling to quit using the rock to beat your own head in. Oh gosh, yes. Quit doing that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Caleb. You rock. <laughs>